put a title on my sermon. Is John, John has a question. It's an interesting moment here. John, last week we hear, we see him baptizing, and he's got these fiery sermons, and he's really a fire and brimstone apocalyptic type of preacher who has never met Jesus, and then he sees him and says in John's gospel, behold the Lamb of God, not even knowing himself what that fully meant, that he would be sacrificed in the, the Holy of Holies for, for our sake, and all the theology that goes with that title, is in, which is incredible. But he didn't know any better than anybody else, really, who Jesus was or, or what he would do. And so John, having had his moment, uh, he now is going to fade into the background. He says, I must decrease, he must increase. He uh, told Herod off, which is not a, never a smart thing to do, uh, telling someone off in power, and he ended up getting his head cut off. So he's, he's there in prison where he was, he was incarcerated, probably very near to where he was preaching. And as soon as Jesus gets, uh, as soon as John gets, gets put in prison, John emerges. And apparently he's down in the area where John is preaching still. And John hears what, about Jesus, but Jesus is not exactly what he was expecting. And that's true for all of us in our lives. God always exceeds our expectations, but he doesn't meet them always. We don't always, we can't figure him out. And we have questions and we have to look at, it's okay to have questions. And John is asking questions. He's, he's perplexed because, remember when Jesus first, uh, as his first synagogue moment uh, prior to this, he says, I've come to set the captives free. And John is proclaiming Isaiah out there in the desert. He's going to set the captives free, although it doesn't say it here. Uh, and John, of course, is no, neither set free nor even apparently visited by Jesus. He's languishing in prison and wondering if, he, if there's something more. And so Jesus has him. He, like God, you notice how often Jesus will do this as a good teacher does. He answers the question with a question. Well, he says to John, John sends these disciples. They're hanging around the prison a window talking with him. And he says, go ask him if there's something more. Maybe I didn't catch it. Maybe I didn't get this correctly. And so they, apparently they're talking uh, around a bunch of other people. And so they come up in a very public way and say, John says, uh, are you the one or is there somebody else? And so Jesus answers that with a question. Go and see what, tell them what you see. You know, the blind see and the lame walk and, and I've raised the dead. Uh, stories we don't even have in the Bible yet at, at this point. And, uh, and he says, and blessed are those who don't lose faith in me. You know, and of course, it sounds like a bit of a put down. But it isn't. So they, they go back and he says, uh, he's telling John to look and see and discern, and you will see that it really is me. That's what he tells us to do. He says, go and figure it out. I gave you a human brain. I want you to think, think, to think it out, uh, to ask questions. And we look at the Bible, all the principal actors in the Bible ask God questions. They, 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 of course they have faith. Of course they have to trust him. But they also are asking questions. And John gets the supreme uh, praise from Jesus. Far from being offended by this, the Lord says, you know, there's nobody in, in, the, in the Jewish scriptures greater than John. And even John had trouble figuring out who Jesus is. He's not the Messiah they're expecting. He's not going to overthrow the Roman Empire. 
he's not fire and brimstone. He comes a lot more with a lot more mercy than John was expecting. And so this takes a little getting used to, like a pair of glasses that you, I recently got a new pair of glasses. You always have that couple of days where you're a little bit, you know, seeing things in a new way. And we find that also, look at some of the others in the scriptures. Jesus himself at the Garden of Gethsemane, we, sometimes we overlook this. He's in his human, his humanness. He says, Father, you can do anything. I'm paraphrasing a little. Take this cup away from me. He's giving you permission to ask for relief. You know, some of the saints apparently never asked for relief, but Jesus did. So I don't see why we can't do that. He says, Father, you know, you can do anything. Uh, I don't have to go through this. If you say so, there can be another way. And then he finishes it with, nevertheless, let your will be done. It must have been hard. The human part of Jesus, fully human, had a tough time saying that. And he, he that's recorded for our benefit so that we don't feel we're sinning if we're asking for relief or that we have trouble accepting our cross. Even Jesus had trouble with that. Even John didn't understand what Jesus was doing at the beginning of his ministry. He was basically saying, wait and see, discern, look at what I'm doing in your life. For example, this is, this is a Gaudate Sunday dedicated to rejoicing. So if, we're, if I'm thanking God regularly when I notice he's done something for me, I'll be more apt to notice when he's doing something in real time now. So it's good, to, it's good to look back at our lives and thank him for the things that we thought were awful that turned out to be uh, a blessing in the end. Because that's how we grow, by looking at the, our own personal history. And it's okay to, to be questioning, but it, we also to notice the, the wonders that God is doing, because that's how we learn. We're here to learn and to grow. We don't always have the answers handed us on a platter. The church, the church, church teaching, the scriptures, our conscience, but we also have the day-to-day -day experiences, which are tough to discern. Well, the Virgin Mary, uh, also at the Annunciation, we notice that she does the same thing. She is prepared by her the grace that she received as being the Immaculate Conception. God has prepared her from birth for that moment, but she still has to say yes. And when the angel comes, she has questions in, in the reading. There are two words. I don't know what the uh, actual Greek is, but, it, but in English it's translated. She says, but, you know, the angel is saying, he'll be great and call son of the Hamos High. And she says, but what about Joseph? <laughs> we weren't planning on having children. What about Joseph? You know, it's that kind of thing. And so it, she has two buts in there. So before she says yes, she's engaging with the will of God. And she doesn't get a full answer. All she gets from the angel over and over is, he's going to be great, don't worry about it, you know. Next thing you know, there's Joseph with the divorce papers, my favorite story, you know. And that's the truth. Yes, it, the, the, the cross came very early, but she's not allowed to know that. She's got to then discern God's will, and she trusts God even at that moment, you know. We, Moses and Elijah, too. You know, Moses at one point was so angry with God, he said, why don't you just kill me now and get it over with? You ever felt like that? Moses said that. Go look it up. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not encouraging you to say that. I'm just saying that, that to have a real relationship with God means that all the emotions are going to come into play. And he's not offended by that. It, you're acknowledging his existence. I was once really angry with the Lord at the airline. I'd, I left the monastery, and I was still kind of mad at him that it didn't work out. I don't know why I was mad at God. He rescued me from a, a, a life that didn't, I didn't belong in, but it takes you decades to figure out 
that God did you a favor. You know, sometimes by a, a closed door was the best thing ever happened to you. If you ever have that happen, took you years to figure it out. I won't tell me after mass. <laughs> I, I have some, I have something in mind. I won't say it out loud. Um, but I was mad at the Lord. And and I, I was sitting next to some somebody who had a faith-filled individual who was trying to stick Jesus in in her in, in with the passengers was getting in trouble for it. But anyway, she was she was always bubbling about God's will, and I'm over there belly aching. She didn't know why. I was selling airline tickets and wondering what 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 went wrong after studying theology for four years at at Loyola Marymount down in L.A. And she said she said, "Honey, you know, it's okay to be mad at God. You're acknowledging He exists." <laughs> I said, okay, I'll take that. That sounds good to me. He said, you know, he, he obviously, you don't understand yet what he has in mind for you, so it's okay to be angry. I just, just, just tell him you trust him. And I, you know, that's a lesson that that one moment was a lesson I've kept all these years because we do have the emotions will come up because we don't understand. We don't see him. He does answer a question with a question. He'll say to you, well, look at my cross. I'll, I'll tell you later. You know, it's that kind of answer that is, it helps and it doesn't. And so as we journey through life, it's, it's that wrestling with God's will, uh, wrestling with theology. Theology is faith-seeking understanding. We're all theologians in a way. That's what they went to see John about. They wanted, they, they knew there was something more. They didn't come down there just to see a guy in a robe. And maybe they did, but if that's all they saw, then they got nothing. They come back wrestling with God's will. How do I repent? What is God saying? Are we really in apocalyptic times like John said? They were. But then Jesus came along and, and had a, a different approach. Um, so we, th these readings in this third week of Advent, you know, we're all wrestling with different things in our lives. And John the Baptist, Jesus, the Virgin Mary, Moses, Elijah, all the principal actors in the scriptures, all, and, and Peter and John ran away and came back. They all wrestled with the will of God. And this is part of growing up. We, we, uh, if we're not wrestling with, with God, we probably aren't listening because he does challenge us a lot, and it's okay to be that way. As long as we end it with, thy will be done, or Jesus, I trust in you anyway, that he'll take that, and that's, that's enough. And he'll, he'll help us to trust him and to understand if we engage him uh, as he asks.